0: Hi, everyone. I'm David Blundauer, and welcome to this bonus episode of Conversation with a Manager Stories from the Frontline. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of being a manager. Here's your host, Steve King. Thanks, David. Today, we want to return to Betsy Higgins' interview with Becky Kurgan and pull out another topic they discuss during their hour together. We first met Becky in episode three of our first podcast season. If you did not get a chance to hear that episode about managers and helping teams address concerns about change, you might want to give it a listen sometimes. It's a solid episode packed with great advice. The topic for this episode continues the exploration of team members' reaction to change, but in this case, the conversation gets to what is often at the heart of the matter, Some people out and out fear change. It flat out scares them. When a manager finds a team member deeply emotional about a change, what can a manager do? Becky has some thoughts. The headline for me in this episode is that you cannot address fear of change with logic or reasoning, or at least not at first. The key is empathy, a good deal of careful listening, and the manager making themselves available when a thoughtful ear is needed. Perhaps you'll find some additional insights in the episode as well. So enjoy this extra bit of content from Becky.
1: You know, these are all things that are supportive of people, I think, that have two sometimes uh, natural responses to change that they are not uh, necessarily supportive of or have not gotten to be to a place where they are supportive of the change. The first is frustration, that emotion of frustration, oh, uh, why, why are you making mm-hmm. my life harder? Like my life does not need to be any harder. Right. Thank you very much. Stop yes. it. That, that that in and of itself is one emotion that I think um, all the things that we just talked about and all the great strategies that you just came up with can mm-hmm. be very helpful and focused. And then the other is fear, just plain out fear of the unknown and in particular the unknown and how it potentially impacts me personally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm just wondering, uh, have you had uh, with people that you've helped and supported um, any thoughts on how you help people who in fact are a, a little bit, you know, I mean, jostled in fear by change, or have you had that for yourself and had someone help you um, in I in ha- your career?
2: I actually had an individual. um I won't name names, but I I'm going to have to explain a little bit of the situation. But I had an individual who worked for me and at a certain she had this individual had worked at the company for 30 years. Okay, she was in charge of training for one of these organizations, and then she got rolled under me. And while we were working together, there was a humongous initiative that went on at work. The FDA came in and the roles that we were in had to become certified pharmacy technicians. And I don't know if you've ever had to try to be a certified pharmacy technician, but it's not easy. You have to like study 300 drugs, brand to generic. You have to know the dosing. You have to know the side effects, the contradictions. I mean, all of those things. Um, You had to do math. Now, I know I could do the math. It's fairly easy math, but you know what? Not everybody's good at math. And so- She was having none of it. I mean, kicking and screaming. Just this is, you know, she would not jump on board. And I finally just sat down with her. Like we went to lunch and I was like, I can just tell this isn't sitting right with you. I'm like, just talk to me about what's going on. And she said, I'm scared to death. She was scared to death that she was going to, she was going to lose her job. She wasn't going to be able to be certified. She'd worked at the company for 30 years. She loved her job. She did not understand her job wasn't changing. So why did she have to do this? She was scared to death. She just started bawling and was just, and I just said, I knew she was not acting herself. Something wasn't right. Something wasn't connecting. And so I just asked like, and it wasn't what's wrong with you. It was, I noticed that you're very stressed lately or something seems to be off. Talk to me. I don't want you to be unhappy. I want to understand what's stressing you out. Maybe I can help you. And so then she shared all of that with me. And then we talked, I said, well, what do you think could help? I didn't offer, like, I didn't say like, well, let's get you some tutorials and I'm gonna give, I'll give you an extra hour after class. I literally was like, whatever you need, whatever you need if you need extra hours to study with a group of people, we can help try to get a study group together. If you think this, do you need more supplies? I can, Baxter, I can see if you need extra, a brand new calculator, I don't know, whatever it was. Um, and then she felt much more She would come to me all the time and be like, I don't understand this. And it's interesting because she's a trainer. So you'd think she would just naturally come mm-hmm. to me and be like, I'm not getting it but it doesn't even matter the role you're in. So that's another thing to keep track of is you may have people who are like high performance. They've done their job. They know when they start acting like something's off, something's off. Mm-hmm. Read, read, go with your gut. The worst thing that you could have happened, you ask the question, I feel like something's off lately and I'm, and I'm worried about you and I just want to make sure everything's okay.
1: Yeah. And- I think so, uh, you know, so many times we are we want to sort of maintain this level of professional problem solving. And so we're like, okay, so here's the five things that you need to do something differently, but that doesn't always address the fear factor that people feel. And that is what causes sometimes the stress and it it very, to your point, I think uh, you have to, See people um, recognize that if their tone or the way that they're acting or their body language or whatever seems different, Mm -hmm. that there might be a reason for that. And um, your job is to help them to give them a place to talk about it, um, without forcing them into you know you're not you're not doing therapy, but you're not forcing them to to talk about something that's upsetting to them. But you are giving them the space to convey. Everything from I'm frustrated to uh, all the way through, I'm actually kind of fearful of what could happen um, through this change. And I I think that's, it's a art, not a science as we, um, as we get better and better at leading people.
2: Well, and Betsy, it's funny. You just said like, uh, when you made that comment, I was like, oh my God. And I even say that, like oftentimes if there's a big change coming, I will say to my team, I know change can be scary. We can all be afraid, but we'll all be afraid together because we're all in it together.
0: If you enjoyed this bonus episode of Conversation with a Manager, feel free to listen to our first season of full-length episodes relevant to all managers. And between podcasts, consider picking up a copy of Steve King's book, The Manager's Dilemma, A Manager's Guide to Change Management. A short primer on how managers can help themselves and their teams through difficult change initiated by others in their organization.